We're live, guys, on the Captain's Log. Welcome back, Adam Hunter. Uh, buddy, this is how many trips now with me and you? Like 11? 11 and, and times. For the first time I came here, I sent you my VHS. No. Yeah, that was the first time. You just opened up in Marco Island, and I was I like, think I found you on MySpace. But I think, really? <laughs> I think I sent my VHS. It was like, I was like, what comedy club could I work at? And I was like, this club I could work at. And I sent my VHS, and then I, I came in, and it was me and uh, Craig Gass. Craig Gass, I remember. And then, and then Craig told the whole Naples that the, uh, Adam Sandler was going to come, and Al Pacino. Yeah, and, and Tracy Morgan. <laughs> Tracy Morgan. <laughs> that was so funny. That was crazy. I, I swear I couldn't do that again, though. Oh, no. Nah. No, because it was too much, you know? Well, like, I, the news was coming down, and people that... One of, one of like, Tracy Morgan's... Uh, Someone he like old 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 money to his accountant yeah, showed up yeah, or like some guy that like his, his car dealer. Or like. I wonder if that guy hit Tracy Morgan up now this time, and he was like, "Yo, hey, uh, Tracy, now that you got that money, buddy, let me." That uh. was so funny. People came with like Adam Sandler posters, and then when Craig was up, they realized that this was the guy from the radio, right? That he was doing all the voices. <laughs> that was so crazy. That was back in the day, though. My God, that was what twelve. 12 years ago 14 years ago yeah that was that was crazy and then I, I was here with April Macy yeah and then I was here with Brad Williams and, uh, and Brad's doing so good now oh yeah my yeah God. Brad's killing it he's done great we, we were there remember there was Is like Theo Vaughn uh, were you here with Theo I wasn't here with Theo oh I thought you were here with Theo one time too no no we were here like for the races remember and the then canoe like, races and then you fired half the staff because they like didn't, didn't come back I know it's so funny somebody I have a friend now Stephanie who still talks about that. She was one of the people who didn't get back on the boat. She's oh, like, I yeah. don't know what I was thinking that day. And then you had to work. You had yeah, to, you we had, had the whole staff and we had a big show. Yeah. You had to work that night because it was a show. Yeah, and I had to work too, but I was like, you were like waiting tables. It was right? crazy. <laughs> yeah, a lot, I mean, wow. What an amazing freaking career you've had. So how long have you been doing comedy? Over 20 years. 20 years now. Yeah, I started... Uh, I started in New York City in laundromats and supermarkets doing comedy anywhere. How did you know you wanted to be a comedian 20 years ago when it wasn't like mainstream like it is today? Uh, well, I didn't know. I, I was in college and I, I, I wrestled in college and I yep. was like always cutting weight, you know, to, and I was always miserable and they had this talk show that you can call in from your dorm. Yeah. And I always, I always prank, the, prank the show. On the radio? Yeah, it was like public access television. Oh my God. And, I, and I'd be like, they try to have serious conversations and I'd be like, yeah, like Devane, like who? I'm like, Devane and my dick. And I would just like laugh. <laughs> so then I quit the wrestling team because I was just, you know, burned out and starving. Right. And I'm like, you know what? I want my own talk show. Yeah. Like, why not? I, I got to do something with my life. Sure. I can't just, wrestling was my whole life. So I went down, I pretended to learn the stuff, and then I had my own show. They gave me a four-hour show called These Nuts. At the radio? At the television. Yeah, Binghamton Television. It was my first night, and what happened was I was, like, doing a monologue. I had, like, a, a townie girl that was hot that was a Budweiser And you weren't model. even a comic. You Wasn't didn't a comic. get on stage. You just were, trying like, a funny dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I had my, my like, bunch of guys on, like, the wrestling team yeah, yeah. there. So then this girl called up, and she's like, hey, first everyone started making fun of me. It was what I was doing to everybody else. They were doing to me. They're like, "Are you Vanilla Ice or Corey Haim? Or right. what's wrong with your ear? Why do you have cauliflower ear? Or, My head was shaved. I had like acne. Just I was getting killed." So, <laughs> so then this girl calls up and she's like, "My name is Hannah, and everyone's gonna talk shit about me, and they can go right ahead." So now the whole school was like talking crap about this girl, Hannah. Hannah, right? So then she, she wanted it. She wanted that. She kind of brought it upon herself. I don't know if she wanted it, but because then. This guy called up and she's like, that girl named Hannah, I wouldn't let me 
you know, banger and this and that. And they started going back and forth. Right. And I'm laughing. I don't know what's going on. This is your first day. First show ever. How did they have an audience already? It, it, it went right into everybody's dorm room. Dorm. Oh, yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. now the whole Binghamton is like watching watching this show. It's yeah. like Jerry Springer Live. So then the girl decides to come down on the studio, on the set and defend herself. The same day or following yeah, the show? Yeah, during the show. No way. She's like, I'm getting in my car driving to the campus. Not even to go. She got to like... Just it was, walk. It was on campus. Yeah. It was only on campus. So she walks down and she jumps in front of the camera and she's like, that guy, Seth, is an ass and blah, blah, blah. He needs to go to the gym. And now him and he's the captain of the soccer team. So all his friends are now calling in about her. Can I park my car up your snatch? Just saying these horrible things. Yeah. I'm laughing because some of it's funny. I just think my also like defending her. Like, hey, she seems like a nice person. So fast forward, that was your last day ever? Yeah, yeah. No, no, they didn't fire well, you. Yeah, they did. So they I, did? What happened was then Seth came on. So what happened was it ended up, she ended up suing the school for $20 million. Get out of here. Sued me for $20 million and sued the kids Seth for $20 million. I'm sure they had to got their money right away. It went to the Supreme Court of Brooklyn, right? And then my dad was like, you're in college for a month. Can you just go to class like everybody else? <laughs> but I became the most famous kid on campus afterwards because oh. it was called These Nuts. And everyone's like, and I had so much fun doing that. I was like, I want my own talk show. But that they literally cool. only did one episode. One episode. There was, oh my they, God. They canceled all the shows after that for like, and then they had to have disclaimers up after every show saying, Binghamton Television is not responsible for like, it was crazy. So then I walked around. I was like, all these fraternities wanted to give me bids. I was the kid from These Nuts. I go to the mall, Long Island. People were like, These Nuts. And um, so then I joined a fraternity because I like needed friends. Cause yeah. I, I, I don't want to be like the guy that challenged half the school to a fight. So then, uh, and then I hated being a fraternity. I hated pledging because they yeah. make you do all kinds of stuff. Right. So then there was a girl that I knew that was like kind of hot that I was trying to pick up that was giving auditions for the black dance team. And I was like, can I audition? She's like, all right. So I auditioned for the black dance repertoire. Called the B and I made it. Even though I had zero <laughs> dance training, I was still, I guess, I don't know, maybe it was- You were black like, enough. It was affirmative action. So <laughs> so then um, I got to get out of, out of, out of pledging. Because every time they're like, oh yeah, I have black dance practice. And I won the most dedicated member of the black dance. Oh my team. God, because Nin you hated going to pledges? That you went yeah, 1996. But anyway, after that, I was like, I dropped. I left school like a year later, and I said, "You know what? I want to have my own talk show." Yeah. Uh, what's the best way to do it? Cause I got to do something that's like memorable. I don't. I don't. I don't want to be in the rat race. I don't want to just, you know, work for a vacation. I want right. to actually enjoy my life. And that TV show was so much fun. And it was creative and this and that. So then I, I was in uh, New York, and I'm like, I was in acting class, and I'm like, you know what? I need something that I can control. I can't control plays. I can't control this. So my comedy, because. That's what I, if I just try really hard, I could be good at something. Right. And then I started doing comedy in laundromats. It was like me, Dimitri Martin, Brody Stevens, rest in peace. All these great comics were in this laundromat. It's a in real club. They yeah, yeah. really did shows there. People would show up to do laundry, and then they'd see a comedy show. Oh my god, that's and, kind uh, of a good gig. It was it was the only place. Not I'm a gig for you, but I mean for the laundromat, that's a great idea. Yeah, like a built-in homeless audience, basically. Yeah. So, and then it was funny. This guy Andrew Donnelly. He uh, he had one of the funniest jokes. He goes he goes to the dryer and he goes, "Let me put this on no career." <laughs> Is he still a comic? He, yeah, he's still a comic. Yeah, he's, a, he's funny. So, How did you guys find out about the laundromat show? I don't was know. Was that a regular like gig these, for an open micer? There was these two people, Jody and Danny. They used to run it, and Danny Cohen and Jody Washburn, really funny New York comics. And then they also uh, they also had this thing where uh, they had three shows. They had a laundromat. They had a supermarket. And a donut shop. 
the Krispy Kreme donut shop, which they actually canceled because someone threw a donut at one of the comics, that Marianne Grodin, Charles Grodin's daughter. Yeah. Uh, and then the supermarket was right in front of the checkout line. They had a comedy show. Oh and, my god. And if you held up the line, you That's like the trash can slam. You got all three. You got the laundromat, donut shop, and grocery store. Those were the only places that would ever book me. It was the oh laundromat, supermarket, and donut shop. So then uh, yeah, that was twenty something years ago. And then I then I realized that like I was really good at barking, which is standing outside of the street corner of Times Square giving out flyers. I worked with called Hamburger Harry's. Gladys ran this club where it was actually a really good comics. That did, came did, through that. Did but, you have regular jobs during this time, or you were just trying to be a comic? Uh, I, I, I was, uh, I worked at bar mitzvahs as a dancer, as a motivational <laughs> dancer. Uh, that was one job. Were you like a little vanilla icy? Kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I, I had a job where I was, uh, I worked at the Culture Club in New York City. I was in this play called Birdie's Bachelorette Party, where I played a male stripper in the play. They paid you for this stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That, that money I got back, I was getting like a lot of money a lot of, it was all dollar bills and it was like I could it was, I was I was stuffing it in my shoes and my underwear <laughs> but, the, but it was hard like oh even, my when, God. even when I ran the, the club in like in Times Square I would see kids I went to college with that were going to like Broadway shows yeah and they're like hey how's it going I'm like great I'm at Hamburger Harry and it was it was so cold I couldn't even feel my face because you're outside in New York freezing people wow. would like spit on us or tell us to like get a job or yeah, man. You like, were just hustling. Hustling. Always and hustling. I, and out of that group, you had Dimitri Martin. I mean, these are hell of a comedy show. Dimitri Com- uh, was, I mean, I mean, Jim Gaffigan was a barker. He was a guy, oh he, he used to hand out flyers. Um, they call you a barker? Yeah, they call you, yeah, you're a barker. You're a barker. Uh, and, yeah, there was some, I mean, there was, it was crazy. We had, I mean, the guys that were nice to us were like Judah Friedlander and DC Benny were two guys that like, they were like the guys that passed that would like come and like right. sit down with us. I mean, it was so cold. People would just come in just to get like warm and then they'd be- At the laundromat. No, at, at the Hamburger Harry's. We would lie to them and be like, hey, there's comics from MTV, Comedy Central, Showtime. <laughs> and then they would see us. Someday. On stage. Someday they'll be there. Oh yeah, right. They would come and they'd be like, wait, that's the guy that gave me the flyer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was- but then you told, was it funny shows at the time where you guys died, like, um, I don't think any of us were that good, but I think that uh, it was hard because it was people in Times Square, so it was all tourists, so you couldn't do anything local right. or anything too heady. Because they didn't get it. They didn't get it. And then a lot of times they didn't speak English or... But, That's a good audience to yeah. make laugh. Um, but you would also, like, I would be able to get them. As soon as you see someone looking up, like looking at the, you go like, oh, this person's gonna come to the comedy show. Cause I would be like, hey, I would know how to stop them. And then I lived down the block from the place. So if there were girls, I was in my early twenties. I'd be like, after party at my place, you know? <laughs> so, so that was like. So every hot girl, you're like Every hot girl, one girl. I'll pay you to get in. And I had this like, I had this game board of like, it was like, like sex, Sex game. It was like a yeah. weird thing, like 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 it was like shoots and ladders, but like take off your shirt or something, oh and make God. out the person next to you. <laughs> I remember one time I was playing with a girl who was just like, you, you probably do this all the time. I go, I've never played this game before in my life. <laughs> and then I opened it up, and there was like a an empty condom wrapper in it. I'm like, I can't believe this thing came with that. Thing. Like, <laughs> get out of it. I I, sw- I swear. I, swear. I can <laughs> see you trying to do that. Oh my God. <laughs> that is so funny. I swear that I love that story. (laughs) Holy shit. So you have a podcast now. What's the name of the podcast? So everyone knows. Daddy Issues. Daddy Issues. Uh, It's me, Nikki Paris, Dean McDermott. Uh, It's really, really funny. We've had great guests on. We've had uh, Scott Bayo was on the show. And then we had... I love it. uh, We had um, uh, Tori Spelling was on the show. And... uh, 
Krista Allen and Jay Moore and a bunch of people, and then uh, another one called MMA Roasted. So cool, so cool. So now, fast forward, what? That fifty was that twenty years ago? Over when, twenty years. Yeah. Over twenty years ago now. So all those guys, they still remember this. Is that still like a famous gig oh. that they did the laundromat? The laundromat. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd say like, yeah, a lot of the. I mean, definitely Gladys's. I mean, Gladys's people like a lot of great comics came from Gladys's. She they was have, a, did Gladys they have a stage? Yeah, Gladys was this woman. Well, what a laundromat. This is at the back of Hamburger Harry's restaurant. Okay. It's called Hamburger Harry's, and this woman named Gladys is this little woman. She's like five two, five three, but she was really good at like, uh, she was really good at like spotting talent, and you know, basically like, I remember like Melissa Rausch was like. Melissa Rouse from The Big Bang Theory. Oh, yeah. She was one of my barkers. So, like, but she was super cute. So, I had her as, like, the walker. So, I would stop the person, tell them to go to the comedy show, and then I would, like, point them down the block. People thought they'd be getting robbed. They'd have to walk down Times Square. So, I'd have Melissa next to me. She would, like, chauffeur them she by would walking. Show, yeah, she was our, our, our walker. You know, so we had her, and then Dave Rubin, who's, like, this big now, uh, he's, he's on Fox News all the time on Tucker. He was, like, my partner uh, when we, at some other clubs. So it was, it was constant. It was, like, a lot of people actually, like, came out of that. Dean Abadala, who's always on CNN, and... Um, it's amazing that all these people now are all over the place. And you, for example, like, I always tell people that you're the hardest working dude in comedy. Oh, like, you're brother. always doing something new. You're always coming up with a new show, a new gig, a new pilot. Like, I love watching you do oh, stuff because it's man. exciting. I mean... You know, you, sometimes you get comics that literally they say they work for 45 minutes a day and that's all they do is work for 45 minutes a day. And then they wonder why they're not superstars, you yeah. know? So it does take a little work and I can appreciate that you're always doing something different, which is great. Like oh, really, thanks. it's exciting. My guest, Adam Hunter, is on the captain's log. You can see him in Off the Hook Comedy Club. Go to offthehookcomedy.com. You will love the show. One of my favorites. Don't miss him tonight uh, through Sunday. Yes. It's a long week. Yes. I love it, buddy. Thanks, thanks man. Thank Welcome you. back again. We're out.